This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome this morning to the Affirm America podcast. It's a beautiful day here in the uh, Midwest. We've got five days in a row of blue skies, 80 degree temperature. Finally, spring has sprung in its full glory, and we're enjoying every single day that we have. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast channel, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. Drop your email address there. We'll notify you when a new episode comes out. You can also reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. All right, this is uh, your day's news that you can use. Top five headlines for this Wednesday, May the 11th, 2022. Number five. President Biden on inflation. I think our policies help, not hurt. President Joe Biden's approval rating is deeper underwater than Ted Kennedy's car on Chappaquiddick. The midterms are less than six months away. Baby formula is running out across the country. And fuel prices just notched a new all-time high for both diesel and unleaded. Scrambling to stem the hemorrhaging, For his administration and party, Biden spoke Tuesday afternoon in remarks that were intended to head off Wednesday's release of the latest consumer inflation data that remained at four-decade highs in recent months as a result of Biden's economic policies. President Joe Biden stumbled through his comments on Tuesday morning, referring to record-setting inflation as strength. The number one threat is the strength And that strength that we've built is inflation. Biden, I think our policies help, not hurt. Wow. This guy is really out of touch. We got some serious problems here. I'm going to let you listen to a few clips here of yesterday's press conference with uh, Joe Biden. And uh, you'll get a flavor of what I'm talking about here. Here we go. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. So the Fed should, and I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. I know you got to be frustrated. I know. I can taste it. I know you got to be frustrated. I know. I can taste it. Believe that your administration is not doing enough to combat inflation. And do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. That's the first thing. And you justifiably right. We control all three branches of the government. Why, why do you believe so many Americans believe that your administration is not doing enough to combat inflation? And do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. That's the first thing. And you justifiably right, we control all three branches of the government. 
Okay, there you go. So that's a little taste of uh, yesterday's press conference. And if anybody doesn't think uh, Joe Biden has some problems with cognitive abilities and his mental clarity, then you're not being honest with yourself. Yesterday was a complete disaster in what we saw at the press conference. Just a rambling mix of nonsensical, really non-connected terminology and the use of language. It was very disturbing. He's obviously declined quite a bit since he's been in office, and it uh, looks like we're going to have to live through this for the next couple years unless after the midterms something's done to either have him removed or some situation that can uh, correct this ship because we're in big trouble here based on how he responds to questions and his press conferences are discombobulated and just all over the place. Unfortunately, the backup squad, Kamala Harris, isn't any better than he is. So the Democrats are in big trouble. They box themselves in a corner. We're not sure where we're headed here. It's pretty dangerous times, very, very serious. And yesterday was the president on full display. All right, headline number four, primary win in West Virginia for Trump-backed Alex Mooney. After primaries yesterday in West Virginia and Nebraska on the Mooney win in an early victory for Donald Trump-endorsed candidates at the start of midterm season, Representative Alex Mooney on Tuesday beat fellow incumbent Representative David McKinley in the West Virginia's 2nd Congressional District Republican primary. Mr. Mooney earned an endorsement from Mr. Trump after Mr. McKinney voted for last year's $1 trillion infrastructure package. And Spencer Brown, another win for Trump, whose endorsements have proved influential in the 2022 primary so far. Results, West Virginia, House, Nebraska Governor, House. So uh, we're seeing that uh, uh, Trump's power within the Republican Party, the MAGA movement, the ultra-MAGA movement, as it's now termed by the Democrats and the far left, is having profound impact. And we're also seeing when you vote for spending bills, like $1 trillion for an infrastructure package, which really had nothing to do with infrastructure. It was all these other giveaway programs and social engineering programs, nothing to do with building bridges or fixing roads, but uh, just another way to uh, use this system to pay off special interests. And he lost. The power of Trump's endorsements and the power of the MAGA movement, the America First candidates, are proving to be winners in the midterms. All right, headline number three, Jen Psaki on protesters. We certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. Great. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Tuesday refused to condemn the mob protests that have converged outside the six conservative Supreme Court justices' homes in the last week in response to the leak of a draft opinion that would reverse Roe v. Wade. The 1973 landmark ruling that legalized abortion on the national level. Saki on protests that have been peaceful to date. We certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, Eugene Volke cites... Cox versus Louisiana, 1965, the notion of a fair trial excludes influence or domination by either a hostile or friendly mob. There is no room at any stage of judicial proceedings for such intervention. Mob law 
is the very antithesis of due process. So again, uh, these are all illegal uh, acts that are going on at the, in front of the Supreme Court judges' homes. These are illegal. They're breaking at least local disturbance of peace laws as well as federal laws on uh, Supreme Court justices. So I'd like for everybody to reach out to uh, Governor Yunkin and encourage him to have the police to arrest those protesters, to make a statement that the that we're supporting law enforcement. If anybody breaks the law publicly and, and does protests in front of uh, judges' homes, we need to start making arrests and also fines and possible jail sentences to push back on the far left because if we're just lax and not enforcing the law, then it's going to continue to escalate. So we need to really push back and support law enforcement when any laws are broken and to enforce those laws. Leader McConnell excoriates the left's intimidation tactics. Today, Senate Democrats will try to pass an unrestricted nine-month abortion on-demand bill. They lack the necessary votes to pursue the bill and have refused to revise the bill based on recommendations from pro-choice Republicans. On the floor of the upper chamber, GOP leader Mitch McConnell upbraided Schumer over his ugly intimidation tactics against Supreme Court justices, which were so brazen that they earned a rare public condemnation from the Chief Justice and laid out the truth on abortion extremism in America today. Okay, so again, these are, uh, again, typical leftist tactics to try to intimidate if they don't get their way and they burn cities down, they stand in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices and yell and disturb the peace. Uh, We see it uh, everywhere, constantly in your face, like little children that don't get their way and they just stomp their feet and scream until people change their mind, which is very immature and very childish. All right, headline number one, Trafalgar poll, no, not even Democrats are in favor of protests outside of homes of SCOTUS justices. From the story, and this poll offers margins so wide and so nonpartisan that it's impossible to conclude anything but that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer have positioned themselves in a box canyon over the reaction to the Supreme Court leak in Dobbs. Biden, in particular, refused to rebuke protesters that targeted the homes of Supreme Court justices, aligning himself with a view shared by a whopping 16% of the American electorate. Of Democrat respondents, 66% believe doxing SCOTUS justices was wrong. So again, it just continues. Um, The American people are not in favor of these radical uh, protests that are outside the box. The American people are very common sense. They're very uh, nice people, and when they see this kind of extremism, they, uh, they really don't like it, and it's showing in the polls. And it's just going to get more energy out in the midterms, put a stop to the Democrats, and let's just keep this in the back of our mind as we get closer to the midterms. Make sure we get out and vote and really send a message to the Democratic Party and the far left that their days are over. All right, thank you very much. Those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, May the 11th, 2022. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. God bless you. Have a great day. 
This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.